Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job 1, 13-22, called, When Your World Falls Apart. Can you imagine for a moment as he sits there, he begins to replay his children's faces, the birth of each child, maybe birthday parties they celebrated, first steps, their cares, their accomplishments, the times they prayed together, their smiles, their laughter, their potential future spouses, their potential futures, precious and sacred times of family gatherings, gone. How do you replay a lifetime in a matter of moments like this? How do you process it? And how do you make sense of an enemy that hates God's people so much that this is what he would do? Remember, God did not give Satan any specifics. This is what Satan came up with. And this tells you that Satan is absolutely ruthless. And he's not to be toyed with or played with or someone can think, oh, I can dabble with the dark side. It's not a big deal. No, 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 no. Satan is a destroyer. Look what he did to this man. And if God had given him permission, he certainly would have taken Job's life as well. This is what the enemy came up with. And it's dark and dastardly. I think the words of Jacob in Genesis 42 are apropos. Joseph, he says he's bereaved of his children He doesn't know Joseph is alive. And he says, Joseph, Genesis 42, 36 is no more. Simeon is no more. And you would take Benjamin. And then Jacob says, all things are against me. My world has fallen apart. What would you do if you were Job at this point? I want you just to think for a moment. What do you think the servants are thinking? I mean, they had just barely escaped. They saw all this trauma. And now they're looking to the head of the household, the greatest man of the East, a man who they have watched worship God day by day and even offer sacrifices just in case his kids curse God in their hearts. And now you're looking at your boss. You're looking at a spiritual uh, leader, a giant in your life, someone who set an example for you. And heaven's watching And of course, Satan's watching because Satan believes that Job is going to curse God. And then Job arose and he tore his robe. The tearing of the robe, outward expressions in Jewish uh, life, like the tearing of clothing, are supposed to depict on the outside what you're feeling on the inside. So the tearing of the robe is kind of like my heart is torn. We, we just sang, when my heart is torn asunder, and that's how Job felt. So the ripping of the clothing is really kind of like I'm torn up inside. When they would put ashes on their head or sit in ashes, it meant that my life is, is in a fire. I'm in the fire right now, the fallout of the ashes, if you will. When they would put on sackcloth, which is a coarse camel's hair garment, it meant to rub the skin and to bother you, and it was coarse. That's how, it was a depiction of how you were feeling on the inside. 
And Job arose and he tore his robe and he shaved his head. And I'll tell you why I think he did that in a moment. And he fell to the ground. And what's your Bible say? And he worshiped. He did not fall to the ground as some would fall to the ground. And maybe you have before in the weight of bad news, right? Some people just crumple to the ground from the weight of ba a bad report. And we certainly can understand that. But that's not what's happening here. Job has fallen to the ground to worship God. And worship is a word that combines worth and ship to speak of the worthiness of the object. How does one worship at this moment? And can I ask you a question? I'm gonna, I've asked that of myself. When is the last time that you fell on your knees or fell on your face and worshiped God in light of something good that happened to you? When's the last time you got good news, a good report, a good situation, a positive something in your life, and you fell on your face and you said, oh God, thank you, I worship you. You know, the truth of the matter is, most Christians don't even do that when they get good news let alone when their world has utterly fallen apart. You want to talk about a man of humility? You want to talk about a man who was the greatest man of the East? He had a lot of credentials, a lot that he could talk about. I'm sure he did a lot of good things with strategy and planning and business deals and the like. He was probably a good businessman, a good leader. But ultimately... When his whole world falls apart and he doesn't even know how he's going to pay his next bill, his whole family's gone, the man worships. Is that the gospel that's been flying off the shelves in America? Are those the most popular books? I heard a pastor talking about the church in China and when some things opened up in China. They finally moved from underground meetings to meeting more openly, and they, they longed to have uh, gatherings like the American church, they said. So they wanted to meet in church buildings and have people come and hear sermons and not be underground, not in fear of the government. And so there was a window of opportunity where it happened. And a Chinese pastor was speaking to an American leader, and he said, it was great at the beginning. The people were coming. We were meeting out in the open. And then all of a sudden, happened. something happened. What is it, said the American leader? What happened? We couldn't get the people to do anything anymore, he responded. All they wanted to do is come to church and hear sermons. Nobody served God anymore. It was like pulling teeth to get these people to help. Hmm. But we wanted to be just like the American church. Oh, you were. <laughs> and then something happened. The church had to go back underground. And the Chinese pastor said it was the greatest thing that's ever happened to our church. Because when we went back underground, everybody rallied back together, served one another, had each other's backs. 
And in their points of what they're about as a church, they talk about loving God, serving one another, God's word, prayer, fellowship, all of that. But do you know one of their pillars in the Chinese church, according to this American leader, one of their like five pillars that they hope occurs, are you ready? Suffering. They feel like the only way that they can really be what God wants them to be is if they suffer. Can you imagine if the next time we opened up the church, we handed out an invitation to people and we said, hey, here's our mission and vision statement for living truth. If you decide to make this your church home, you will get a good solid Bible study. You'll get some great worship. We'll try to love you. We'll serve you. And we're hoping (laughs) that you will suffer. Where do I sign? (laughs) Wow. Can I sign that church covenant, baby? I don't think so. But do you know the Apostle Paul, who probably suffered more than most missionaries have ever suffered, when he chronicles his suffering in 2 Corinthians 11, he talks about all the things that he'd been through. And he said, I bear in my body the brand marks of Christ. They're, they're kind of my trophies. Because I am in some way, and this is a, a mystery that Paul talks about, that he's filling up the sufferings of Christ because they couldn't get to Christ anymore, so they persecuted Paul. But interestingly enough, when Paul was Saul, he was persecuting Christians, trying to take it out on Jesus. He met Jesus, and then he became the sufferer. And suffering precedes glory. And if you hear a prosperity gospel that tells you that God has promised you no suffering in this life and that you're always going to be healthy and wealthy and prosperous, and if you're not, it's because you don't have enough faith and they sell you this bill of goods that can only be your fault. It's never their fault. It's always your fault. And they say, oh, it's guaranteed in the atonement that you're never going to suffer. And then you hear a news report that that pastor who's preaching that garbage, his wife has cancer and is in the hospital, but he can't tell the congregation because it doesn't fit with what he's been preaching for the last 20 years. Folks, I'm giving you the real scoop right now. This is what's happening in our world, in the church world. Now, is God a God who heals? Yes. Can you guys put up uh, the picture for a second? I want to tell you a quick story, and we'll finish it. I'm just going to read to you the article. Johnny Erickson Tade has been released from the hospital after her ongoing treatment for cancer. She was again diagnosed with cancer last August, followed by surgery in November. She was taken to the hospital late last month with her ministry, Johnny and Friends, reporting at the time, quote, As many of you know, Johnny recently completed a series of radiation treatments for a reoccurrence of cancer. In the weeks following, Johnny has been challenged with significant pain issues, including most recently difficulty with breathing. While these concerns uh, escalating, with these concerns escalating, and Johnny's inability to get the sleep needed for recovery, she's been hospitalized for observation and medical oversight. She was released from the hospital yesterday stating, quote, I just signed my discharge papers and I am free. Praising God for healing of my lungs 
She says, fresh air never felt so good. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. In the weeks following, Johnny has been challenged with significant pain issues, including most recently difficulty with breathing. While these concerns uh, escalating, with these concerns escalating, and Johnny's inability to get the sleep needed for recovery, she's been hospitalized for observation and medical oversight. She was released from the hospital yesterday, stating, quote, I just signed my discharge papers and I am free. Praising God for healing of my lungs, she says, fresh air never felt so good. She says to her friends, God bless you for praying for me. Uh, God bless you for praying for me to this marvelous release after 14 days in the hospital. Onward and upward. My song today, she says, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. She says, God is moving in these medical hallways, and I've enjoyed my prayer assignment over the past 14 days here at the hospital. It is well known that Johnny Erickson Tata is a seasoned warrior when it comes to dealing with serious health issues. She's endured 51 years of quadriplegia, chronic pain, and a previous battle against stage 3 breast cancer eight years ago. In 2010, she underwent a mastectomy and chemotherapy treatment. In 2015, she was declared cancer-free, and now her cancer is back. I was with some church leaders at an event hosted by KKLA, and we were in a back room, and Johnny Erickson Tata happened to be one of the speakers that day, and I was, I was sharing as well. And I never got a chance to speak to her. We were all in this little green room, and she was being attended to, and she was spending time with other people. But I, I have to tell you, I was in awe of her like you would be in awe of a movie star or a professional baseball player or whoever, whatever genre you are in awe of people. And I'm, I'm not really that way with most things, but for some reason, when I saw her, I was like, that's Johnny Erickson Tata. And I was like, Wow. 
And she's in this chair, and she's got this amazing faith. And one time she was at a speaking event, and she was about to come out and speak, and she heard that some people were saying that the chairs in the auditorium were uncomfortable, and uh, the, you know, the air conditioning wasn't working right. And so she went out just before she was going to speak to this group, and she said, well, I've heard that some of you are complaining that the chairs are not comfortable. And she looked at the crowd and said, would you like a different kind of chair? Well, when Job arose and tore his robe, he shaved his head and he fell to the ground and worshiped. To me, it's amazing and it's convicting. You see, he sought God and he sought comfort and consolation from God. In essence, Job was saying, you're my hope, even though I don't understand. I believe in the power of the gospel and the sympathies of my God and the mercy of my Redeemer. Even as my world is falling apart, I'm going to seek you. The shaving of the head, by the way, and I'm not sure that this is right, but I'll throw this out to you. This hit me in my office as I was preparing. It's part of the Nazarite vow in number six. And what you do is if you have had any contact with a dead body, in the Nazarite vow, you have to shave your head and your hair becomes part of your offering because you've become unclean. So you offer your hair, you shave, and then you offer your hair as a sacrifice. Could it be that Job shaved his head because he knew he was going to have to deal with a bunch of dead bodies? Could it be that he shaved his head as if to say, Lord, it's as if I died this day. Was he making a sacrifice of praise? Was he, here's the Nazarite vow, consecrating himself and saying, Lord, even though you have done this or allowed this in my life, I consecrate my life afresh to you? Is this not amazing? Is this not what every worshiper of God would hope, that we just have a little bit of this in the good times of our lives, let alone the bad times? And I will tell you, don't stop coming for the book of Job because Job's case is extreme and there's not something attached to it if you read it. Uh-oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> right? You're going to learn from the book and learn from the example. See, Job's words reflect his posture before God. He was a great man, but he was still a man. He knew he was dust. And the chapter ends by saying famously, Naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked I shall return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. What's your Bible say? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Bible students, three times you'll notice in the capitalized Lord, that's the word, that's the name Yahweh. Job is not an Israelite, but he's using the covenant name of God. It's just interesting. And he says, blessed, it's Barak, be the name Shem of the Lord Yahweh. Job is a worshiper of the true God. And even though he lost so much, virtually everything, Job believed in God's sovereignty. He believed that God was faithful. And he blessed his holy name. What does it mean to bless God's name? It means to speak well of him. The Greek word for bless is eulageo. It's where we get the word eulogy. 
When you share a eulogy about someone at a memorial service, you're speaking well of them. That's what Job did. Can't do it tonight, but Psalm 103 could be your devotion for the rest of the week. And you'll see it all over there. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Father, I just pray over this uh, precious group of folks. I pray over uh, what they've heard tonight. Anything that was from me that's not profitable, let them forget it. Anything that's from your spirit that's profitable for our walk with you, our worship of you, uh, our uh, navigating this life that can be full of trials, I pray that you would bless your people and, and just strengthen them. If you don't know the great Savior, Jesus, he suffered more than Job, and he suffered for you. And we're going to come to his table right now, but if you've not met him, cry out to him. You know, there's many who believe he died on the cross naked and alone, and yet he was not alone. And he did it for you and for me. He suffered terribly for you. Job's book leads us to the gospel. The one who suffered was God in human flesh because he loves you so much. He entered into your pain at the cross. Don't ever forget, he suffered more than Job for you to redeem you, to buy you back, to save you. Lord, we just want to honor you with our worship as we come to the table for all those who have... uh, committed their lives to you. May you strengthen them in the storms. And if they're going through a good season, may we be just grateful for all your blessings. We praise your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to When Your World Falls Apart, part three on Walk in Truth. That was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's message in Job 1, 13 through 22. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Walk in Truth on this station. Please continue listening here because, well, the station is awesome and you'll get to hear the latest broadcast from Pastor Michael. Walk in Truth is also available on your podcast app. On there, you can listen to all of Pastor Michael's previous teachings in the book of Psalms, First and Second Thessalonians, Galatians, Revelation, and many more. Listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want on apps like Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and many more. Listen to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a word. Well, has your world fallen apart recently? You know, maybe you've had a breakup in your life. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you've gone through a personal loss. Maybe you're sick. Maybe, you know, just out of left field, all of a sudden you're having to deal with a whole host of issues that you never could have imagined. And here you are. And you turned on the radio, (laughs) and of all things, you found a program teaching through the book of Job. (laughs) You're like, wow, yep, that's God. That's what he does. You see, he knows who you are, and he knows what you're going through right now. You're not alone. Now, make sure that you know the greater Job. His name is Jesus. He entered into our suffering. And that's a big part of what this book is about It's pointing us to a greater innocent sufferer, the most innocent sufferer of all time who came to take our curse, take God's wrath, display God's love, die a incredibly terrible, torturous death, take on himself the sin of the world, sent separation from his father, all for love's sake, all because he wanted to restore us. See, this world 
really has fallen apart because it's under the curse of sin and God's judgment. But Jesus Christ is the Redeemer. He is our hope. And I pray that you'd receive him as your Lord and Savior and King today. Just say, Lord Jesus, save me. I'm sorry for my sin. I'm turning my life over to you. I'm coming back to you. If you're a prodigal, I'm coming back home. I believe you You are who you said you are. You died on the cross. You rose from the dead. You are the King of Kings. Be my Lord and my Savior, my God. Hey, you don't have to have a perfect prayer. God knows your heart, but repent and believe and do it today. And if we can help you with that, 844-48-TRUTH is a number to call Tuesday through Friday, 9 to 5, basically, 9 to 4, uh, Pacific Time, 844-48-TRUTH. Well, there's a women's Bible study at Living Truth Christian Fellowship every Thursday, a morning time at 10 a.m. and an evening time at 6.30 p.m. So for all you ladies, if you're looking for a midweek Bible study, it's held right here at Living Truth in Corona. And if you've been a little bit away from Bible study for a while, they're going through the book of Mark. They would love to have you. Download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. You can connect with the church. You can find out information about the Bible study, sign up, all of that with that app, Living Truth Christian Fellowship, the red logo with the pillars. God bless you. May he keep you. May he strengthen you. And we'll see you next time. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Thanks to listeners and church partners like you, we're now on three more radio stations. So praise God. If you're a longtime listener, please become a partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Job 2 called Skin for Skin. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.